the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Just open up your eyes and join me Cause I've been living in the sunshine Having such a nice time Sipping ice coffee as the world dressed by me Living in the sunshine Having such a nice time I won't let the stresses of the world define me No, oh, 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 la, 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 la um, someone told me it's fruitcake season. Wait a minute. Fruitcake season? Yes, fruitcake season. That's what I said. It's fruitcake season. Uh, I thought it was Christmas. Isn't this K-Praise? Uh, a, a podcast called One of 100 with Lorraine Carroll. Yeah, that's me, Lorraine Carroll. That's me. First name, last name, Carol. No, it's not two first names. So someone thought it, but it's okay. Nonetheless, fruitcake has two names. It's one word, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Fruitcake usually is considered a sign of the season. What season? Uh, the season to be jolly, so they say. Um, some people call it the most wonderful time of the year. Hey, I'm for that. I'm a Christian. You know, I told a friend of mine, he's been out for a while. Oh, wait a minute. Did she say out? That's what I said. Right. You're ready. I'm ready. Are you Christians ready? I've heard so many debates this year, and they actually kind of just made my tummy hurt, kind of like fruitcake does. I'll get back to that. Nonetheless, yeah, I, I mean, I said, who are we, Christians? Who are we? Are we supposed to be representatives of Christ? And then we insult and then we berate and we belittle. And I heard some stuff on the Internet from this very conservative pastor that embarrassed me. I was like, I'm supposed to be like you. Wait a minute. We're supposed to be reflective of Christ. Why are you condemning when my Bible clearly says there is no condemnation to those in Christ? So if I'm a Christian, you're a Christian, even if they're, wait a minute. Oh, wait. Oh, is that the contingency that gives us the freedom to be raped, belittle, insult, because they're not like me, meaning they don't choose what I choose, believe what I believe? Hmm. Well, Jesus the Christ, you know, Yeshua, that was his name. I told my friend, she she said, I'm going to name my baby Joshua. I said, I'm going to call him Sweet Baby Jesus. She said, what? She didn't know. Yeah. So anyway, look up your Hebrew names. So I, I was thinking maybe he, he this guy, he just didn't have compassion that day. He, he He woke up on the wrong side of the bed because he went online, like on the Internet where most people listen to my show. Yeah. He went on the internet and he said, uh, yeah, blah, 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 and da, da, da. He said it just like that. I translated to make it nice. Who is this guy? If you want to know about it, well, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. You can find that on our website, kprz.com. Yeah, kprz.com. It's that easy. K praise. So 
I'll tell you about him. Email me, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. This guy was really going off. And I said, but Jesus is the reason for the season, right? Jesus, he's the reason? Because this guy, I mean, he came out bashing about people's choices. And in America, we're about freedom. I gathered when I was a little kid that freedom, the concept of it, it came from the Lord. Maybe they brainwashed me when I was a little kid at five. I don't know. They gave me this idea before I even learned history (laughs) that Jesus, right, he, he died on the cross so I could be free. I didn't know what that meant, but I believed it. Hmm. That's what we're supposed to do. If we're Christians, notice the contingency, if. So, Christians, we walk by faith, right? Meaning blindly go about our day every day believing that there is a God, not only a God, the most supreme high God. That doesn't mean we take that supreme high God, his powers, his might, and everything that he has to insult other people, especially during our highlight pinnacle time of the year. It's that most wonderful time. Yeah, okay, I'll keep the day job and the night job. Singing, I'll leave that to Bing Crosby, Andy Williams. Yeah, these guys sang a song called It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, among others that have tried their best, right? Including me, I gave my shot at it. But, hey, is it the most wonderful time of the year for us Christians when we hear other people, allegedly Christians, insult the world? That's not our job. You know, I'm kind of old school, like Billy Graham old school. Yeah, I'm, I'm young and he's passed away. But I believe in the old school folks because guess why? What they said when I was born hasn't changed. I, I listen to the timeless truths of the Bible. Old school evangelists like a Billy Graham. Old school evangelists like Dr. J. Vernon McGee. What they said even before I was born It's still true to this day, and nothing has changed. That's what my Bible says. Hebrews 13 and 8, you can look at it. Jesus today, yesterday, and forevermore. Now, your translation, my translation, and all those other translations, as long as there's 66 books, I'm good. But I have a translation called the Rain Translation. That's my nickname, one of them. And I say, you know what? The Lord hasn't changed. He's been the same, and he's going to be the same, and he's always been the same. What in the world? That's my I can't translation. When I hear other alleged Christians who are supposed to represent the same amount of light that I do, because that's what Jesus said. Let Lorraine, you know, I insert my name in there, your light. So I take out your, and I also say, hey, Lorraine, let your light, I translate it, so shine so that the people, the men, boys and girls, whoever, people in the grocery store, all those people that can't stand you, yeah, enemies, mm-hmm. let your light so shine so that even if they don't see your good works, the Lord saw your good works, but watch this, what are good works? What do good works look like? Hmm. Uh, Because, again, that old school preaching said, good works aren't going to get you into heaven. No, they're not. 
Good works don't get us into heaven. However, God's grace can get us into heaven by faith. It's real simple. So for me, during this pinnacle time of the year, the most wonderful time of the year, I think about how I can let my light shine. Because this is the official time that I get to say to people, Happy Christmas! Yeah, I dropped the Mary years ago. I don't know. It just didn't work for me. So I replaced it with Happy Christmas. As long as I get Christ in there, right? Well, that was my personal internal debate over the weekend. And I determined that, mm, is all Christmas music Christ Mas music? And I had to think about it. And I said, well, all things in him, right? Everything is in Jesus, all things. But then I thought about, do the heathens, as the old folks would say, get to celebrate Jesus? Yeah, they can. Jesus had a lot of followers. They followed him around. I call them snoopers. They they wanted to see what he was going to do next, how he was going to act. What miracle is he going to do today? Let's go watch. They were spectators. Some of them treated Jesus like he was a sport because they wanted to see the spectacular, the miracle. What work was he going to do and perform? Hmm. And right there is when I put my brakes on myself and I said, wait a minute. If I'm a Christian, a follower of Christ, well, what makes me different from the other followers of Christ? Not all followers believed that Jesus is, and in that time, was the Messiah in front of them. Oh, wait, what? No, he couldn't be the Messiah. (laughs) The Messiah, yeah, right. Who is this guy saying he's God? What nerve? How dare you insult our God? Our great God is not you. You're not the Messiah. How did they know But then I looked at the woman at the well, and I said, well, how does she know? What was the difference? How are we supposed to know who's who during this time of year, right? So you got people just shopping like crazy. Despite inflation, nothing has changed. That's always been the same. People do what they need to do to buy gifts, and they don't even believe in Christ, yet they celebrate Christmas, and they're atheists, but they buy gifts because it's the most wonderful time of the year. They don't even know why, but they do. Okay, so retailers aren't mad. I'm not mad. Are they helping the economy? Yeah, it depends on how you look at it. Well, they thought, they who, the purchaser of the gifts in the retail stores, that they should because it seems like that's what everyone else is doing. That's called peer pressure. And I was taught against that as a young person. However, the essence of peer pressure is not that anybody gangs up on you. It's the idea, whoa, watch out, you ready for your breaks, that you'll be left out if you don't participate with what the majority is doing. Right. That's where judgment comes in. Ah, comparison. Wait, I thought this was that caregiving show. It is. I'm trying to help you out. Listen closely. Most caregivers don't get a chance to even celebrate the way they'd like to celebrate because they're doing the care that's not necessarily reflective of what people think is Christmas like. 
most caregivers don't get to go caroling. <laughs> most caregivers don't have time to not only purchase a tree and bring it back, they don't have time to take the one out of the closet, unpack it, and put it together when it's the fake one, let alone decorate it. Do you know how long that takes? Especially by yourself. Soul caregivers, I commend you. Team caregivers, hey, high fives to all of you. But all of that still requires time, energy, effort, most of all, sacrifice. So it becomes a matter of what's the priority today? Because remember, Jesus told us in Matthew 6, it's the very last verse. Check it out. Whatever you do, don't worry. Don't worry about tomorrow. It starts at verse 25. Don't get all caught up in tomorrow. Hey, today, today, did you look at the calendar? Did you know you're in today? What are you caught up in tomorrow for? My mom used to say, has it arrived? Mm-hmm. Are, are you so worried about tomorrow that you're missing out on today? Most of us do that because of anticipation. Anticipation of what? The unknown. Jesus is technically unknown to many, and he might be unknown to you, listener. Why? Because you don't know him. Oh, did you catch that? Many people know of Jesus, but they don't know him personally. Have you taken time this year to get to know Jesus at all? What what few things could you tell people about Jesus at this most wonderful time of the year? Christmas, his season of being born. That's what they say. Jesus is the reason for the season, right? That's what they say. But who's they? Oh, us, the Christians. Let's rearrange these pronouns and nouns. Okay, let's get some real identifiers going. Christians, your identifier, despite political purposes, is always Christian. But I thought that is a noun. It is. I said by default, your identifier is always Christian. She, he, we, they, them. Yeah, I know the pronouns. However, Christians... Your default pronoun is still Christian. If you are a believer, a believer of what? A believer by faith that Jesus is Lord. It's really simple. And that you believe that in your heart, mind, and soul. And despite your weakness, despite how much faith you think you have to have, Jesus said mustard seed. Go get a mustard seed. Compare your faith. And then check out the mustard seed. Like in the fields, like the greens. Ooh, my goodness. Hey, trees. Yeah, there are trees. Mustard seed, faith, that's all I need. That's all you need. So now what? Back to the caregivers who don't have time to do it all. So caregivers, what are you supposed to do at this most wonderful time of the year? You work with what you have. Now, I personally have one of those box trees. It is gorgeous. They cost a lot of money maximize the tree. But I decided, you know what? I am the sole caregiver. Celebrating almost um, the Lord let me live. I couldn't believe it. I had to stop and really calculate. 22 years of dedicated caregiving. And like an old lady told me, the care begins the day you find out you're required to care. And at first, I didn't think much of it. But later on, like eight years later, I understood what she meant. I said, I see now, ma'am. I get it. Even though she wasn't in my face. Why? 
because caregiving requires the same things, mm, pretty much the same things as our faith requires, our Christianity. We have to hope. We have to believe. We have to pray. Oh, my goodness, do we ever have to pray. We have to have faith. Faith not only in the Lord, but faith of what he's given to us by his own power. So that's something you can find in Second Peter. Uh, check it out. First chapter, verse 3. Now, I'm not here to teach you the Bible, but what you've got to do is check it out. Read it for yourself. The fact remains, all of what we need has been given to us because of God's power. Now, of course, I already told you, you get to be a Christian by grace and believing. But the things that you need, strength, happiness, hope, uh, money, yeah, those are resources that the Lord will provide you once you accept his wonderful goodness. What wonderful goodness? Um, That's what the Bible says. You read it. He invites you to come. And I think Christmas, and they call it Easter, but I call it Resurrection Day, are the high times for church attendance, right? Oh, don't forget Mother's Day. Well, these days, I don't know. A lot of people don't like their parents. That's kind of another day. But Christmas, Resurrection Sunday, churches find themselves having greater offerings that have been donated by the people. Why? Because people want to give back. Why? Usually because they have an abundance. It's seldom that people are giving out of deficit. Now, people do that. Don't get me wrong. They do. Most people, though, give because they're guilty. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Did you just call me guilty because I give a lot? I didn't, but I said most people. Are you most people? Or do you give out of love, which is sacrifice? Some people give out of guilt at church because they realize how wonderfully blessed they've been all year long. By the hand of the Lord, the right hand is talked about in the Bible in all my life. I was like, well, what's going on with the left hand? But hey, check out that Bible. All of those scriptures about the right hand of God. Man, look back over your year. Just this year alone, 2022. What has that right hand of God provided for you? Yeah, you have a job. You didn't have to have a job. There were a lot of people that didn't have a job in COVID. We're still in COVID. We're just not in shutdown. Whoa, that's heavy. Yeah, think about it. Do you still have a job despite COVID? This is my favorite part. Do you have the opportunity to have a job in spite of COVID? So far, that's usually a yes. And a yes, yeah. Most people don't want to say it that way. But when Christmas comes, that's the time to show it. That's the time to give it. That's the time to maximize those resources that you get to share with others because of the wonderful goodness of the Most High God. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest right here. Most people share things with others during Christmas and I'm like, did you have to share that one, though? Like fruitcake. I told you I was coming back to it. 
I've never liked fruitcake. Am I the only one? Um, you can email me, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. Email me. Let me know. Do you like fruitcake? Because I never did. I tried. You know how your palate will change over the years? Mine never did. And I was like, why don't I like it? Did you know that fruitcake <laughs> historically was made by the ancient Romans? It was this mush cake, basically. Now, there are some mush cakes out there that I like. One is called dump cake. But fruit cake historically was made with barley and pomegranate seeds, nuts, raisins. I mean, it was the energy bar of the day. I mean, look at all that goodness, right? All of the earth, right? And they put it together, packed it down, and they trace it back to the Middle Ages. But, you know, these days... I don't know. I'm not in the Middle Ages. I just don't like dried fruit in the cake. That's just me. If you like fruit cake, it's okay. What does that have to do with Jesus? Because historically in Western culture, especially here in America, we have determined that fruit cake is the representation of Christmas. <laughs> but I said, why? When there are so many other good cakes. I know that our GM here. At K-Praise, he's from the South. And I tell you, in Atlanta, when I arrived there years ago to go to college, I had never heard of red velvet cake. I was like, red velvet cake? Hey, I got to check this out. I couldn't believe the cake was red. I was like, oh, I had never seen a red cake in my life. How do they do this? A red cake? Hmm. Okay. But when I tasted it, I about lost my mind. Why? Because I realized it was one of the richest, most moist cakes I had ever had. I called my grandma and said, Grandma, do you know about this red velvet cake? She said, yeah, I've heard of it. I said, well, why haven't you made us one? Because I thought she was like chef extraordinaire and she loved to bake. She said, well, it's kind of time consuming. So I had to find out what she meant. The time it took to make a real red velvet, I'm not talking about these imitation ones in the grocery stores these days that are dry. Yeah, we, we won't get into that. Full of red dye. Yeah, you actually have to put red dye. But the thing is, a red velvet cake is very expensive to make. And that's what it is. It actually has buttermilk in it. Wow, did you know that? The old-fashioned way. So, red velvet cake, fruit cake. Which would I want? Well, for me, I like the ingredients. Now, buttermilk alone, you can keep that. But in the red velvet cake, when it comes together with the sugar and the other ingredients, it's amazing. A lot of people don't even know chocolate powder. Yeah. There's a brand in America that we have made rich because we love their chocolate bars. And they also have cocoa powder that you put in the cake. Yes, in the real cake. So in its own version, red velvet cake is a form of a dump cake, is what I concluded. And I said, well, here, Lorraine, you like red velvet cake, but you don't like the fruit cake that was mashed up with the barley and the honey and the, all the dried fruit and wine. And, and I said, no, I don't. I don't like the ingredients. And it made me think about the ingredients of who we are as Christians our primary ingredients should be love, peace, 
<laughs> joy. Watch this. Ready? Faith. And we're supposed to have these primary ingredients to represent the light that we should also have, the light of the Lord, primary ingredients. So for me, at this most wonderful time of the year, it's so important for me to recognize, hey, I've been given everything I need with the ingredients from Christ. Those ingredients that I have are from his divine power. He's given me everything I need to be a good little Christian, as my mom loves to call me. Yeah, I'm an old Christian now, well, a little older. Been in this way uh, over 30 years. Am I perfect? No. Do I have it all together? Absolutely not. Do I know the whole Bible? (laughs) Are you kidding? Do I study it every day? I try. But does that ensure that I have all the ingredients to be a good Christian? What's a good Christian? Somebody put that stereotype out there, made the comparison. Remember, caregivers, we don't care that you compare because we know who we are. But caregivers, if you do care that you're being compared, it's time for you to look at your own ingredients and realize that the divine power of God has given you everything you need, not only to be a good caregiver, but to live a godly life as a caregiver. Meaning you don't choke the person that you care for. We could. Whoa, that's violent. Yeah, there are a lot of caregivers out there this time of year that are depressed, angry, sad, And why? Because they lost a loved one. Just because the person they care about has passed away doesn't mean the feelings have passed away. So now they're caring for mom or sister or son or brother or neighbor, and those feelings can arise. Let's do this, caregivers. Let's think of the goodness that the Lord has given us, his wonderful goodness, the one who has called us by his own glory and his goodness to be better caregivers and to be better Christians. So until we meet again, keep eating some good old cake. Fruit cake, not for me. Red velvet, yeah, I'll take that. You've been listening to One of 100 with Lorraine Carroll. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.